Welcome to Grow Your Influence Tree with your host, Leonard Kim. This is the show especially for those that want to be among the top influencers of the world. We'll help you build your brand, tell the most compelling story, build your reputation and grow your audience, and attract the top clients and customers. Listen to the experts. Think like they do, and you'll be on your way. Now, here's Leonard Kim. Hey everyone, Leonard Kim here, and guess what? It's Thursday. Thursdays are the best time of the week because we get to sit on this radio and talk about interesting things about how you go out there and really just grow your influence. Uh, today, what we have is a very special guest. Her name's Ma- Megan Flanagan. Uh, she worked for this company called QVC for about 11 years. Imagine being able to be someone who was able to plan and buy all the different things that would be in the show. Ooh, that sounds so fun. It's like, oh, look, we're going to put up the shake weight today. This is our new thing. (laughs) And um, she's traveled and had retail experience all across New York, London, Hawaii, San Francisco. Now she's back at home in New Jersey. I was over in New York last week. We didn't see each other, but we saw each other in spirit. While I was out having fun, she was out working. I don't know who works on the weekends, <laughs> but I guess that's her thing. <laughs> and right now she has a company called about uh, 609 Media. She started that about two years ago. And ever since starting that, she hasn't even taken a single look back. Why haven't you taken a look back, Megan? <laughs> hey, Leonard. Um, Hi. I have I have not taken a look back because I've been having so much fun. Oh, so, fun's I'm, a great thing. <laughs> it's a lot of work, but um, no, I started I I uh, started my company about two years ago after working at QVC for a little over eleven years, and um, I don't want to be. Like social media fell into my lap, but a little, a little bit of uh, work with a coach pointed me in the right direction, and social media kind of fit the bill for what would work for me. And I tried it for about six months, and then I decided to start my own company, Six Hundred Nine Media, and I've been working with clients ever since. And it's just been it's been a crazy ride these past few years. So cool. So I've never hired a coach before. What's it like to hire a coach? I've been a coach, and I don't know why I've been a coach. <laughs> but um, tell me what it's like to hire a coach. Um, it's a really interesting. Um, it's a really interesting thing because I'm. I'm usually great with my friends telling them what to do, but um, to have somebody um, to hire somebody and pay somebody, and invest in yourself to have somebody kind of point you in the right direction um, for, you know what you should be doing with your life is a great investment. And I would advise everybody to go out there and do it if they're unsure about what they're doing or what they want to do, but they know they want to do something better with their life. So, I mean, there's tons of tools they have that, um, you know, little tests you can take personality with strength finders to find out what your strengths are and then really kind of work with you, um, to just kind of whittle down to, like, what do you want to do? And, and in my case, it, you know, it was a career coach, and, uh, you know, they were, she was phenomenal with, you know, just getting to the, what my strengths are and what my passions were and, you know, where it would be, you know, good for me to, to work, so to speak. And, uh, you know, all the skills that I picked up working all over the world in all sorts of different retail environments um, kind of lined up and... When I dove into social media, it just everything started clicking, 
and it just felt, you know, it felt really good to work and uh, really good to help people. So um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. So, so I've told a lot of people that they should do something in their lives. Maybe I was in the right, maybe I was in the wrong. But I told a lot of people, but. Out of these lot of people I told, not many of them really paid attention to what I said unless they were paying me. Do you think paying someone helps influence the or helps influence you to take in the information that they're saying? Do you think that gives it the extra nudge? Um, I think it's part of the equation, but I think you also have to like trust the person that's giving you the advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got to have some kind of like okay, there's, there's something about this person that I trust what they're saying, but listen, on the flip side, there's a ton of people out there that, you know, call themselves life coaches and take people's money and they don't have an ounce of training or anything and, you know, they steer people in the wrong directions. I mean, I've taken, I mean, when I decided to do social media, I took a, I took a course and paid $2,000 to get a certificate that didn't teach me, you know, anything. And, you know, then I fell into another group, SMU, where I've learned, I learned more in one month than I did in the six months for this $2,000 certification that I took. So. That really sucks. And that's really cool. I don't know which one to say right now because you put <laughs> both situations out there. And I'm kind of like tripping over myself. I'm like, wait, that's cool. Wait, or that sucks. I'm kind of getting lost for words here. Now, for me, though, I'm not really an expert at anything. My only expertise is going to McDonald's and getting, like, a Big Mac or something. Oh, today well, I got I a McRib. It was so cool. Today, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was pretty exciting. Like, I went, I clicked on the menu. They had these little new kiosks in there and everything. I'm like, whoa, a kiosk. I want to try it. And they had their normal food on the road, but I wanted to swipe to see what was on the other side. And it was only mm-hmm. one thing on the other side. And it was a McRib sandwich. I'm like, this is what I'm getting. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I didn't even know they were out right now. I didn't either. I thought they stopped making them. Me too. Wow. I thought, I thought like, back... The last time I remember it is when the Flintstones movie came out. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, like, 20 well, years ago? 15 years ago? <laughs> I don't even know. Well, yeah, I'm sure a lot here. of people will be happy to hear it's back. Yeah, so maybe the title of this episode should be The McRib is Back. The McRib is Back. That's right. The McRib is Back. I like it. I like that. Done. So uh, tell me a little bit about your experience over at QVC. What was that like? That was, I mean, that was amazing. And I really, you know, there's so many people that are like, you should write a book because, you know, and anybody who's worked there for more than two years could write a book, but it's, it's a really exciting place to work. Um, I had, I had gone there as a, uh, I was studying fashion design in college at Immaculata University, which is right around the corner from QBC. And our senior class did a, our senior fashion class went on a, a tour there. And as we're walking the halls, and I had already done retail in high school and college as part-time jobs, and I knew retail was my future, but um, I was walking the halls of QVC, going on the tour, and I just thought, someday I'm going to work here. This is phenomenal that they can sell, like, a CD player on television and deliver it to somebody's house. Like, this is amazing. And this is, you know, going back quite a few years ago. Um, So... You know, I graduated college, ended up 
doing retail all over the world, and I moved back home um, about 14 years ago, and the first place I applied to was QVC, and I started working there first in their planning department, um, and the planners are the people that choose what goes on air. Um, the buyers buy the products, and then the planners, you know, look at the products and, and kind of write the scripts for the shows, but... Um, so I did that for a few years, and then I moved over into merchandising, which was phenomenal, where you actually buy the products that go on air. And well, you, you know, you got to you got to write the scripts. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so, so cool. But when I when they say when I say script, it is it is live twenty four seven. A script involves like what product is in there. So if you were to watch Saturday morning this weekend, you'll see it's mm-hmm. a bunch of Christmas gifts. So what are the Christmas gifts that you know, the planners and the buyers think are going to be the best Christmas gifts for everybody to buy. Um, and while it's live on TV, you can still shop online 24-7. And they were doing that years before, you know, Amazon caught on to it. So, you know, QVC is pretty much a master at that game. Um, but the caliber of people that come through QVC's doors are amazing. I mean, you get every everyone from, like, you know, George Foreman, Hulk Hogan selling things. Joan Rivers was phenomenal when she was there. Um, you know, there's a lot of celebrities that come through the doors, and uh, you get to meet them. I mean, now the big celebrities there, they were the, on the other night with Scott Brothers um, from Property Brothers, HGTV. But um, it's just, it's a fun place to work. There's a lot of really good people there. Wow. Who was the most interesting celebrity you met? Uh the most interesting, um, it's hard to say. I mean, one of my favorites was probably Charles Crow because I'm a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the funniest, oddest one was Meatloaf. He <laughs> 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 was, was there at 11 o'clock in the morning and he was kind of crazy. But, um, you know, it's all good. Nice. So it was that good. Like uh, it, was a lot it, was a, of fun. it was a great experience working there with um, different companies, different brands, different people, um, and those are the things that I take with me when you know I I work in social media and digital marketing and strategizing because the the flip side of QVC is that a person can come to QVC with one item and one great idea, and we can take that one great idea, and we can grow a business to, you know, multi-million dollars if it's the right, right, you know, time, place, and the right, the right mixture all together. Um, so those types of things and strategizing with people and, you know, taking them from 10 minutes on air one day and then changing their life and growing their business was you know, just a phenomenal thing to experience. And those are the, the tools and the strategies that I apply to social media. It's, it's virtually the same thing. You can take somebody from a blank Facebook page, Twitter account, and Instagram, and you can apply certain strategies and, you know, reverse engineer social media to hit whatever business goals they have. So huh. I, I feel like my time spent in retail, brick and mortar, and then my time spent at QVC really came together nicely um, in my new career now. 
That's pretty cool. What was the weirdest product, and what was the coolest product you had to, you had picked up to what be on the show? What was the weirdest product? The weirdest? What did you? What? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the question. Uh, the weirdest product and the coolest product. Oh wow! Um, the weirdest. I don't know. I mean, people came in with strange things all the time, but I can't think of, like, what the weirdest was. Um, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, we'll come back to that in a little bit. What was the coolest one you saw? I mean, probably one of the the coolest ones was um, a company called Halo, and it was... It was right when, um, like, smartphones started catching on and the iPhone 2 was out and, you know, people were using their phones for this thing called the Internet and Facebook and all these things that a battery was running out. Um, And these two guys that started this company called Halo came to us with one one little object and, uh, you know, it, it looked like a lipstick. And it kept your phone charged for, like, eight more <laughs> hours. So we decided to take that one little object and do it in a bunch of colors and patterns. And we sold, like, over 200,000 units in one day. Wow. 200,000 batteries in one day. That's crazy. Yeah. So that company is still there now. Um, they still sell the rechargeable batteries. Now they sell one that jumpstarts a car. I have it. It's phenomenal. <laughs> so even though I don't, you know, work for QVC anymore, I'm still, you know, a huge fan of a lot of their products and a lot of things they do. That's pretty awesome. It sounds like you yeah. had a lot of fun in that career. Yeah. It was a lot of work. I, I kind of want to go work, work there now. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of hard work. Um, definitely long hours. You know, and it really kind of, it did take over your life a bit. But like I said, you know, you were pretty much surrounded, for the most part, with good people. So that made it better. Yeah, it's always uh, good to be surrounded by good people. It makes it tough when you're not really working with people that you like. I've been there, and it's like, oh, what did I do to myself? I'm wasting so much time. Yeah. But uh, I definitely have... um, Having your own business definitely affords you to uh, have a better work-life balance. So kind of like um, when I was talking to you earlier and you asked me what I did this weekend, I'm like, oh, I was working. And you're like, huh? And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? I took a few days off during the week because I can. So, you know, it's kind of, it's nice to have that balance and just to be able to say, you know what? My nephew's having a holiday bazaar tomorrow at his school and I'm going to be able to go. And if I were working at any kind of corporate job, there's probably no way anybody, you know, being in retail, which was what I wanted to, you know, do all my life, um, there's no way anybody would let you take off November 10th, you know, before Christmas, ever. So, oh, yeah. you know. I remember when I used to work at Macy's selling women's shoes and I wanted a day off, like, uh, during the holidays. I mean, they don't give you days off during the holidays. You have to find a really good reason to get sick. <laughs> Right, because even if you're on your deathbed, you still have to come into work. <laughs> yeah, they're like, nope, you're not leaving. We need to make the money this season. Right, right. And that was kind of fun, I guess. I mean, I did that when I was like 17, 18, 19. I can't really remember. But I'm like, hey, yeah, here's your shoes. Do you like them? Yeah, let's go to the register. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> 
What was the most interesting retail job you had? Um, I would have to say um, I was I I had the opportunity to work out in Hawaii for Converse Shoes Chuck Taylors. So um, I ran a retail store out there on Oahu in Hawaii, and also did as the store manager. You do like seventy percent of the buying for your store. Mm-hmm. So, um, just, I think purely based on the location, um, just being able to live out there and work there for, you know, five years was a phenomenal experience. And, you know, to leave work every day at like five o'clock and go to the beach and, or golf or kayak or, you know, just be outdoors with your friends. Um, it just was phenomenal. And it's a beautiful place to live. So. Wow. That's so cool. Did you get to eat a lot of good local workers? Yes. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> yep, I was taking yeah. an Uber home the other day, and he's like, yeah, man, um, I think Hawaii is cheaper than L.A. now because I just moved to Koreatown, and I'm in a studio apartment for $1,200. And oh my gosh. I was about to go to Hawaii, and I could have got a one-bedroom for uh, $1,200. And I'm like, what? No way, that's crazy. He's like, yeah, I've been looking everywhere. The only reason I can't go is because I leased this car and Toyota wants me to buy it out before I could go. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> you have to go right after you get out of that lease. Yeah, it's definitely a good. There's, there's a lot of people that don't, um, people used to joke all the time and say, you know, do you get island fever? Meaning, you know, you Oahu is only so big. You can drive from one end to the other. and It's, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. Um, so mm-hmm. people are like, oh my God, don't you get sick of being on an island and it being 86 and sunny every day? And I'm like, absolutely not. Have you been to New Jersey in February? <laughs> <laughs> it's not pretty. I'll take, I'll take, the beaches here are beautiful in the spring, summer, and fall, but I will take Hawaii any day of the week. So. Like, the worst weather there is like rain, right? It rains in January. That's pretty much it. Like, wow. it'll rain in January, and that's fine, and, you know, the other time, like I said, it's 86, at least, like, on Oahu, pretty much it's 86 and sunny all the time. Um, like, on the big island, there's a little bit more, I think, of a weather pattern. There's the rainy side of the island on the Hilo side, and then Kona is a bit drier, but um, pretty much sunny all the time. That's why the people are so happy. Man. I want to go out there. Maybe I should go out there soon. <laughs> you should. <laughs> well, yeah. it's funny because now I say that um, one of one of my goals with having my own business is to, you know, I want to travel more. And now with Airbnb and what I do and being able to, you know, virtually be wherever I want, you know, I'm looking at the, you know, the, the possibility of, you know, next year going to Hawaii for a month or two and working. And Airbnb in your house. So, you know, that's that's on the list. And, you know, I found a few houses that are great. And, um, you know, it's just one of the other perks that, you know, I get to do, you know, with doing what I do. So, um, it's fun. Man, why don't I do any of these things? (laughs) I don't know. Well, I mean, you do. You You get to go to New York and eat cookies. And I don't know what all you did. So, you know, but it looks like fun. Yeah, I went to New York, came for a cookie party, cookie, 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 had lots and lots of cookies, then uh, 
Yeah, just hanging out with friends, ate with them, decided to go back to the cookie store and bought like a dozen more cookies. Oh, mm-hmm. I went to see my dentist too. <laughs> <laughs> but you get to travel a lot too. That's true. I saw, I saw you in Dallas. Oh you yeah, we were in Dallas. So, yeah. Yep. So. That was fun. That was an adventure. That yeah, was fun. we've it been was able hot. to do a lot it of fun, fun things. What's that? We've been able to do a lot of fun things, like when Rachel tossed that event. That was really cool, the social media yeah. event. Cool. Yeah. So I, I think that it's around time for, like, a commercial break. So um, we can hop off for a few seconds, go on to a commercial. Um, you can find me online at Mr. Leonard Kim or at LeonardKim.com. Where can everyone find you, uh, Megan? I am at um, my, my company's website is 609 Media. And I'm also, uh, you know, at Megan Flanagan on Facebook. Cool. And we'll be back after this commercial break. sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel hear the stories be motivated be inspired join us today voice america influencers this is grow your influence tree to reach leonard kim or his guest call into the program at 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, Leonard Kim back again. And we have Megan back here. She was talking about her experience over at QVC, her experience doing retail, living out in Hawaii and Oahu on that beautiful island, and how no one out there really gets some um, island fever. Which kind of makes sense because it looks like paradise, and I don't know how you can go crazy in paradise. But uh, right now, we're back into the segment on Grow Your Influence Tree, and we're going to be discussing uh, your Megan's new social media career and how that's been working out. So, you talked a little bit about how you got 
involved and decided to do social media. Can you tell us some of the tricks of the trades and some of the clients you're working with and some of the things that you've been able to do for them? Sure. So, um, <laughs> tricks of the trade. I can't give away all my, my secrets. but um, If you after, don't call them after, secrets, <laughs> then people won't know their secrets. <laughs> oh, good idea. Good idea. Um, now, I think um, after I... Like I like I said, landed in doing social media. Um, I it was funny. I picked up one of my first clients was the coach that coached me into being a social media manager. So uh, I took her on as a client, and then I you know I really just kind of reached out to um, my collective database of um, people I knew in, you know, all the industries I've worked in, and I started to let people know what I was doing, and then I was doing social media, and, you know, I, I also let them know how I could help them with their business, and, you know, people started, people started, you know, asking me back, okay, well, you know, let's, let's meet, come tell me how you can help my business, you know, or how you can brand my business, um, and those were the types of, you know, conversations I had with people, and the meetings that I had with people and they turned into clients and you know really it it's always been worth now somebody has been happy with what I've done and they've told a friend or you know and it's really just kind of been that whole somebody's told a friend about me who's told a friend about me who somebody has saw saw seen their friend's um, Facebook page grow they've seen their friend on Instagram all of a sudden and they're like how are you doing this? You're not a social media person. Like you, you don't even know how to type an email and the person will say, well, I hired a social media manager. She's now taking care of this for me. You know, so it's been, it's been all that, you know, I think if you, you go out there and you do good work and you have honest conversations with people about helping them grow their business or their brand or promote their event, um, you know, and connect with them, they're, they're really happy to, spread the word about the good work. So um, it's really been those types of relationships. And I haven't, a lot of social media managers will, you know, niche down into one category. Like there's some people, um, they only do chiropractors or they only do dentists because they only want to stick to one um, category. And what I've liked doing is working with people from all sorts of different backgrounds, whether it's retail um, whether they're promoting a, an event, whether they're promoting a book, um, whether they're promoting their coaching practice, um, or it's somebody who's on a TV personality um, and craft a strategy um, using social media to promote them and their brand. Um, and a lot of people, you know, they just mainly think sometimes that social media will result you know, social media is selling. And we constantly tell people social media is marketing. If you want sales, hire a salesperson. But, you know, part of a selling marketing strategy should incorporate social media and, you know, establishing your brand and your message and your voice online. Um, because nowadays, everybody's online. Um, so. Cool. So... For your wide variety of clients from like TV personalities to like retail shops to like book authors and things like that, 
let's just pick one out of the hat. Let's say like the book marketer or the book person who wants to go and promote their book. Like what, what kind of things do you do on social for them? Well, that's a great example. Like, so, I mean, we're promoting a children's book right now and the book was written, um, by an author, obviously, but she partnered with um, a psychologist. It's a children's book, and it's promoting self-esteem in children, and the book is geared towards kids from three to eight. Um, And, you know, she got some pointers from a psychologist at University of Penn on how to build self-esteem in children, and, you know, she crafted this book, um, and they wrote a book, and they, you know, produced it, and... We just did, uh, the book just launched the other day, but um, for months, what our message has been on Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest has been all surrounding this character called, it's a dog, uh, King Charles Cavalier, and her name is Maggie. So the book is called Uh. Perfectly Maggie, um, and it's all about Maggie and her siblings, and you know, there's some life lessons in there for kids to learn as they read along with their parents. Um, so it's a phenomenal book, but leading up to the book launch, we are, we're not selling the book. What we're doing is we are, you know, selling what the brand is about, what the feeling of the book will be about. Um, we're posting articles on why, you know, children, why it's good to instill self-esteem into children, um, why it's good to reach children. Um, How often you should read. Um, We're targeting parents. We're targeting grandparents. Um, Anybody that would buy, you know, a three- to eight-year-old a book like this for the holidays. So it's really kind of like all the pre-work that you do leading up to this launch. And then once we launch the book and the shop button is active as of 48 hours ago, then we start to promote the book a little bit. But it's not in your face screaming, buy my book, buy my book. That's not what works on social media. And that's not, um, that's not, you know, what people like to see on social media. And, you know, social media at, at its finest is, you know, people talking to each other as friends, coworkers, or somebody you met and you're having a conversation. And if you were to talk um, there was something we used to say at QVC and the way you used to sell at QVC, which is very much like social media. And at QVC, we used to say you're having a conversation with your neighbor over the backyard fence. So if I were, quote, selling this book to somebody, um, I would be talking, you know, if I'm talking to my neighbor over the backyard fence, I wouldn't say, buy this book, Leonard. I would say, hey, Leonard, how are you doing today? And you'd go, oh, Megan, fine. I just got my McRib today. It was great. You know, did, went through the kiosk and tried it. And I'd be like, oh, that's great, Leonard. You know, I just read the most fabulous book. And I got it for my nephew. You know, if you have any kids that um, are between the ages of three and eight or, you know, your nieces or nephews, this book is great. And it's really good with self-esteem and children. And it would be more of a casual conversation like you were having with your neighbor. And that's the conversation you want to have on social media when you're selling, social selling. Uh, I just pictured a conversation on home improvement where the guy's talking to Wilson. I'm like, oh, wow. (laughs) That's it. At its core, that's it. That's exactly it. So, So social media, all you have to do is just have a home improvement conversation with Wilson. (laughs) 
pretty much Leonard. <laughs> That's a pretty cool way to look at things. I, I mean, maybe yeah. you should change your pitch to, have you seen Wilson from Home Improvement? They've had lots of conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I should just show an episode instead of writing out a proposal anymore. Oh, yeah. Just say, okay. Maybe you could do commentary over it. Be like, so in this episode, what's happening right now, that's social media. That's how you sell on social media. (laughs) I think I'm going to create a new meme now. I'm writing a note. (laughs) The home improvement (laughs) meme. (laughs) I'm going to send it to you first. Okay. The Wilson meme. Maybe maybe you could call it the home social improvement meme. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Yeah. But. I mean, that's pretty much it. A lot of people go out there and you can cringe when you see... So Everybody knows when social media is wrong. Like, you see it and everybody cringes, whether in the, whether they're in the industry of social media or not. They just cringe and you see it bad. Um, but there's, you know, it's nice when you see social media done right. So Yeah, that's true. It's pretty elegant when it's done right. <clears throat> So, uh, when did you take on this book project? Would you say like three months ago is when you started like going out there and laying out the foundation? Um, we actually started late to the game. It's funny. Um, uh, you know, the, the, the person that I knew that was promoting the book, um, I had talked to them last year about it, and uh, then they came back in June of this year. And they said, okay, we really need your help. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, I'm here. Let's start. We're a little late because normally I'd say if you're going to launch a book during Christmas time, you know, let's, let's look at at least, you know, let's lay the groundwork and, and put a year under our belt to get, you know, genuine organic likes and follows and, and you know, let's, let's grow our tribe so that when we launch the book, they're there sitting and waiting to buy it. So, um our, our time window was shorter than I liked, but, um, you know, we've got, you know, you just, you, that's where, you know, you change your strategy and you say, okay, what can we do to really, you know, ramp up the social media? And that's where we came, you know, came up, I came with the ideas of, you know, we're going to talk about the self-esteem in kids. We're going to, you know, talk about why reading is good for, for kids and really get people who are engaged with those kind of conversations um, on our Facebook page and get this information in front of them so when they see the book that that has launched, you know, they'll want to buy it for, you know, someone they know that it suits them. So. Understandable. And that's a pretty good um, time frame, a year to really build out the foundation. But it sounds like that was kind of half and you've only been like four or five months into it so far. Like, just right. out of curiosity, like how many social media followers have you guys picked up in that time frame? Um, just a few hundred, so it's really not, you know, I'd, I'd be happy. Facebook is, and this is all organic, we haven't done any advertising. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a few strategies that people will go after. And, you know, you can run Facebook ads to go get people to like your page. But, you know, they may or not may or may not be the right people that are going to then buy your book. So one of the things I do caution people is that, you know, if my job is to go get you a thousand likes, we're probably not suited to work together because if if you're basing your social media goals on the number of likes um, or the number of friends you're going to have or, you know, you need to hit this number of followers, 
um, and that's your main goal, um, then it's probably, you know, I probably am not going to be the person that wants to work with you and, and do that. Now, if your goal is we want to sell a book at Christmas time for kids and we want to make sure that we go after the right people to buy that book, then we'll, like I said before, reverse engineer social media to make that happen. But I'm not going to promise you that you're going to get 500 followers because we could get 500 followers, but if only 10 of them buy the book, then we failed. So I may have hit your goal of 500 followers, but if they don't buy the book, then I failed. So my Hmm. goal is to get, you know, the right followers that are then going to turn around when the book is launched and buy the book. So, so with saying that if you got 500 followers, if followers was an objective, and then if you only sold 10% of them, you would fail. You said you have a few hundred now. Like, what's your predictions of, like, how many are going to convert in that nurtured, warm audience you've created? Um, well, we've had, um, we've already, I mean, as soon as we turned on the shop button, we had sales right away, which was phenomenal. Um, that good. Uh, I don't think I can report any numbers, but everybody's very happy. Um, and, you know, we're just, we're two days into it. So I'm pretty happy with the results. And now that we do have um, the shop button turned on, you know, we're actually starting to, we're going to be starting to run Facebook ads tomorrow for the book. So that's where oh, we cool. will target the people that have um, either um, come to the website uh, through Facebook because we put in, I know you'll understand this language, not everybody else does, but we embedded a Facebook pixel into the website. So that so I knew that way we listening, could... Anyone who's listening, a Facebook pixel is like this little piece of code that you put <laughs> onto your website and it kind of tracks like how many people visit a website so you get that memory down and Facebook mm-hmm. keeps that log. And what it also does is it does two things. You can have one pixel go and you could put it onto like a thank you page so it can track how many people are converting into sales. Or you could uh, have it on there so you could retarget uh, to your audience, which means if someone's going on to seeing one ad, then they could potentially see a second ad as well because once they visit the site, that ad kind of follows them around into a separate audience. Just an explanation in case someone's wondering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's exactly the second reason is to retarget. So that's exactly, you know, what we then do with the Facebook ad is we retarget everybody that has come to the website over the past five months. So Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I we're really, really excited cool. about that, and I think those results will be phenomenal. So it's exciting when you have all the tools to kind of make things happen for people. And this is, you know, part of the reason why I like doing, you know, what I do is, you know, when you can help people succeed at their business. Um, and, you know, you think about somebody who's putting their heart and soul into writing a book, and that's, that's a pretty big deal for them. Um, and then to launch this book and, you know, to, to watch something they've, they've created um, and then they're selling it. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. 
Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, <clears throat> that's an uh, interesting situation, especially since uh, this is happening like that, where the book's going out. Well, it seems like it's time for another commercial break. So uh, once again, you can find me at Mr. Larry Kim. You can find Megan at. Uh, where can you find you, Megan? Um, either 609media.com or the email is megan at 609media.com. Perfect. And we'll be back after this commercial break. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Would you like to make more money, help more people, and have more fun? Tune in to Noah St. John's Money Mindset and Marketing Mastery Show because you'll discover the money, mindset, and marketing skills that will help you create the abundant lifestyle you desire. As an international keynote speaker, best-selling author, and thought leader, Noah helps business owners increase their income, influence, and impact. So tune in to Noah St. John's Money Mindset and Marketing Mastery Show live every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. This is Grow Your Influence Tree. To reach Leonard Kim or his guest, call into the program at 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop a line by email to hello at leonardkim.com. Now, back to Grow Your Influence Tree. Hey, everyone. Leonard Kim back here again with Grow Your Influence Tree with Megan. And we've been discussing a lot of different things here, all the way from Hawaii to the wonderful things that are happening in the world of social media to even QVC. It's been a pretty fun journey that we've had so far. I didn't even know it was possible for guests to call into the show because then I'm like, wait, it keeps repeating that 800 number where people could call. And I'm like, oh, wait. I guess that kind of makes sense. Uh, right now, we have a caller who's waiting to hop onto the line. Her name's Glow, and she's calling in from Colorado, and she's about to hop onto the show right now. Hi, Glow. How are you today? Hi, Leonard. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Do you remember Megan? I do. I have a question Hi, for Megan. Hi, Megan. <laughs> I, I was wondering, what words of wisdom would you give someone looking for your services? 
looking words of wisdom. Yeah. Uh, call me or email me and let me help you. <laughs> words of wisdom, get on the phone now. <laughs> Don't hesitate. <laughs> well, uh, let's just say someone has, you know, they they know they need something. What what mm-hmm. would they, I guess, ask you? If they were looking for your services, like, I need something. I guess, well, if somebody were looking for social media services, they should, I mean, they should ask, they should, you know, they should, first of all, talk to the person before they hire them, because I think that people online, I see people all the time saying, like, oh, I hired a social media manager, and I just paid with PayPal, and they're supposed to get back to me, and they never even talk to the people. So, Mm -hmm. you know, talk to the people that, a, you're going to be paying the money to, you know, create a brand or, you know, put your social voice out there. Um, talk to them. Make sure they're legitimate. Look at their social profiles. What do they look like? I mean, it's, you know, ask people about their experiences. I mean, really just talk and have a conversation and ask them pointed questions so that and make sure they answer them to the way you want them answered. Um and that you feel comfortable um, paying them to represent, to help you craft your, you know, message on social media. Okay. So basically, you know, just like you would a doctor, you want to make sure that you feel comfortable with the person that's going to be handling your brand. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Megan. And thank you, Leonard, for letting me call in and ask. (laughs) Oh, anytime, Blow. Thanks for calling in. Thank you, you guys. Yeah. Leonard's first call. Yay. Someone <laughs> called me. <laughs> I'm like, yay, I have a show. People are listening. Now that everybody knows they can call, they'll call again. They'll That's call. right. <laughs> well, you guys oh. have a great day, and thank you. Of course. Thank you so much for Thanks, calling. So maybe we could change the name of the show from McRib is back, McRib is back, McRib is back to McRib is back and Larry gets his first phone call. <laughs> I think I think that's phenomenal. We have to be entitled to that. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, right? So, uh, I mean, you've done a lot of cool things with social media. That example of the book was pretty cool, how you went out there and said that people are buying the book immediately. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not really that easy to do, to create that kind of loyal audience where people are, like, buying right away. And mm-hmm. a lot of people just say they're going to do things, and they never do them. But it seems like with that audience, like, they're really paying attention. They really want that thing. And they probably mm-hmm. really bought into the character and the storyline that you've created. Um, do you think most of this, uh, most of your skills for social media, do you think that was derived from school, from QVC, from your retail experience, a mix of everything, or what really turned you into uh, someone who can really drive a community like that? Um, I honestly, I would say it's every kind of, it's everything I've done my whole life. I mean, from the time my first job was like, working at a retail store, working the fitting room door, you know, with the key in your hand and you had to let people in. And then, oh, did you like everything? Do you need help? You know, and having a conversation with somebody when they're behind a door, asking them, you know, if they need help or need to go get another size or, you know, something from as simple as that to, you know, managing a retail store with 75 employees and making sure that, you know, you know every employee, you know the schedule, you know what they're supposed to do. 
um, it's organized and, you know, things are running operationally sound and, um, you know, and then moving into buying offs and working at QVC, I think, was kind of like the icing on the cake because, um, you know, QVC was selling on TV and selling on the Internet long before anybody else was. So um, they are so good at their craft. And, you know, I got an inside look at, you know, their, their playbook for 11 years working there. So, and like I said, so many of those skills are transferable. But I think also, you know, just being able to get along with um, and connect with people from all different walks of life, because I think living all over, you know, I've lived in um, London, New York, Hawaii, uh, San Francisco Bay Area, and, you know, I was born and raised in New Jersey, and now I'm back here. And, um, you know, it's like everywhere you go, you connect with people from all different walks of life. So I think that is a, a skill set that's come into play and been very um, beneficial for me, too. But, you know, just being able to, like, talk to people and realize what their, their goals are and then taking social media and applying it to meet their goals. It's really, mm. it sounds simple, and I'm making it sound very simple. There's a lot of hard work behind it and a lot of, you know, long days and, and, you know, back and forth questions to really dive into some things sometimes. Um, and it's not always perfect. You don't always get the results you want. Um, but at least, you know, there was a client that I parted ways with and we, you know, we had a great conversation and, and we still keep in touch, but, you know, the social media wasn't working and we finally had a conversation one day and I was like, you know, I, I can't take your money anymore because this is not working and I don't know how to make it work. So, you know, we really should just kind of part ways. And that was, you know, that, that was an actual conversation I had with a client. Um, so it's not always, it doesn't always work, but I mean, I think at the, the simplest level, I think, you know, you treat people like human beings and you, you know, you have honest conversations with people and you either figure out how to make it successful for them, which then you in turn become successful, um, or, you know, you, you just move forward. So. so what it sounds like is every single moment up to your, up in your life up until this point was like kind of preparing you so you could go out there and become this um, social media manager, entrepreneur who could really just sit, work from home, create their own schedule, and actually deliver good work too. So basically what happened is your experience from all these different angles kind of made this current life happen. <laughs> yeah. And then also, like currently, I mean, I know you know Rachel, obviously, but, mm -hmm. you know, getting hooked up with Rachel and the whole SMU crew and you know, continuing to learn more and more about social media and continuing to educate myself and surround myself with people who are better than me um, that I can learn from. So, I mean, it's a constant... In social media, you've got to pay attention every day because, I mean, you know, every day something changes. So you just that can't sit true. on your laurels and do this for the rest of your life if you're not um, going to engage in continuing to educate yourself on what's happening out there. Yeah, that's definitely true. It's an ever-changing landscape, and what worked yesterday might not even work today. Exactly, yep. Yeah, yep. and uh, go on. No, I was going to say, you know, and that's, it's, it's funny where I, I correlate QVC to social media because working at QVC, I used to say, was like organized chaos, 
And I think social media is a lot like that sometimes. Yeah, I could definitely see that. It is pretty... Oh, uh, yeah, it's chaos. It definitely is chaos, and it does kind of look organized on the surface level, at least. <laughs> um, so with Rachel and uh, being a part of this SMU, Rachel is Rachel Peterson. She owns a company called Social Media United. Um, what do you think is the most important thing that she taught you? Um, I think just being authentic and, you know, don't, don't be afraid to, like, a year ago I never would have done this interview with you. I would have been, oh, no, I don't, I don't, (laughs) (laughs) and it's just, you know, um, just be authentic and go out and be who you are because, you know, people are either going to like you or they're not, and, you know, as as long as you do good work, then, you know, good things will happen, and that's, that's rung true. I mean, I started out learning from her, and now I'm actually part of her team, and I help coach her 700 students, so with social media strategy and business. So, I mean, it's just, it's just turned out to be a really, just a great experience just to, you know, be a part of all that. Um, but she's also, you know, the community that she's established, you know, we all have each other's back. We all teach each other. When one person learns something new, they teach everybody else. So um, it's also a great community to be a part of. Awesome. Who's your favorite student, or should we keep that a secret? Oh, there's there's more than one. <laughs> Probably everybody. Everybody that was in Dallas, I think, are all my top favorites. So awesome. And how do you like working with Rachel? Um, I I love it. I love it. I think she, uh, you know, leadership starts at the top. And, you know, everybody, you know, we work hard, we're smart, and, you know, we also have fun. So, and I think that's that's something that definitely makes a difference. So. Yeah, definitely. I I think it's really good to have a leader up at the top who's very vulnerable, open, honest, loves to communicate with others, and really just goes out there and shows how much they care and... You know, if they're bubbly and happy, too, that makes it even better. Well, mm-hmm. thank you so much for joining us today, Megan. I really do appreciate you ha- being on the show today. Uh, once yeah, again, my name's Leonard me. Kim. Oh, anytime. Once again, my name's Leonard Kim. You can find me at Mr. Leonard Kim on Twitter or at LeonardKim.com. And, Megan, can you uh, remind people how to find you as well? Sure. I uh, My company is 609 Media, and the website 609media.com. Um, Facebook, I'm at 609 Media. Twitter is 609media.com as well. Um, most of the social handles are 609 Media. So, Perfect. Well, we'll be signing off, and thank you again for joining us today. And thank you, Glow, for calling in. Goodbye. Thank you for making us part of your week. Listen for Grow Your Influence Tree with Leonard Kim every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Stand out, stand apart, and become a top influencer. We'll see you here next week.